What's this uh, text message say here? It's uh, it says I also orchestrated it. I was right up front, and I also orchestrated it. What's this about? It's about January sixth. It's about this guy right here that we've heard from before. Tomorrow, we need to go into the Capitol. Into the Capitol. Ray Epps, in a text message, I also orchestrated it. He remains unindicted. He has not been arrested. He is the only personality in all of this that the Democrats seek to defend and who Mitch McConnell ignores. But he's not the only one. Uh, The people at Revolver.News have done an extraordinary job of tracking what looks very much like the January 6th breach team. So we got a great opportunity here for a pass-fail for the Republican Congress. Do you care about sustaining the American Republic or do you not? And so do weight loss. So do weight loss.com will help us figure it all out. The Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by big pharma, technocrats, and tyrants everywhere. Now, from the high mountains of free America... Here's the Emerald City Exile, Todd Herman. Today is the day the Lord has made, and these are the times to which God has decided we shall live. And it is in times such as these that we need to ground ourselves in absolute truth, and particularly on a topic like this, at least for me, to never get drawn into hating people, to never get conned by the enemy into hating people. We can hate what they're doing. Uh, we, we are called to pray for enemies, which is one of the hardest things on earth for me, and I don't do it, and I am convicted of not doing it, and I don't, and when I try to, I make a couple day habit of it, then I, I just, I don't sustain it. It is a thing of phenomena that you can go through a Revolver News article and come across FBI photo, it's hash 342B. And this is someone that the FBI is looking to, uh, to, to find, suspect number 342. She is a woman maybe in her oh, 50s, maybe 50s. And she looks like a grandma. And she is utterly peaceful and looks utterly confused as to why anyone would want to take her photograph. She's not burning anything. She's not harming anything. She's simply walking through the Capitol. And they're tracking her, but they're, they're not tracking some other people. And this is where the people at Revolver.News have done utterly heroic work to go back through and reconstruct the breach team. That apparently they so appear to be working with one another and they so appear to have their timing down and their signals down. And this is going to be a great big test for Republicans. Do you care about the Republic? Do you care 
that the FBI constructed a kidnapping hoax and now three hapless and, and very sad uh, people who had uh, legitimately kind of made a mess of their lives. They're going to go to prison, though there were uh, three times as many FBI agents and informants involved in all that than there were these people. And when one of these men said he wanted out of the scheme uh, in order to keep him in the scheme, they concocted a girlfriend for him. A woman who stayed the night in a hotel room with him, and this not hasn't been disclosed whether she was paid to have sex with him or not. But this was a guy who was uh, sadly lonely and not achieving much in life, and here he was suddenly with a girlfriend. So he thought, and it's of course was was what do they call that catfishing? I don't think that's the same thing. I don't think catfishing something else. I had to ask what based meant the other day. Someone called me based. I had to ask what that meant. So I'm not into uh, to modern terminology, it seems. But when there's footage like this, hear that? Save your country. Don't just stand there. Move forward. Don't just stand there. Move forward. Help somebody over the wall. Help somebody over the wall. Move forward. Come on, cowboy. Come on, cowboy. That guy stood on top of a tower uh, outside the Capitol, and he was he was uh, he was as you heard him urging people to move forward, help someone over the wall. He was urging people towards the door of the Capitol, but somehow there's no interest in finding him. And when Ray Epps says in an F in, in, in a Jan Six Committee interview. Uh, when he says he was up front and, and that, that he orchestrated it, they give him a thousand ways to try to get out of it, basically saying, well, you don't really mean that, do you? And this is a guy that no one on the Jan 6 committee wanted indicted or arrested. And we're to believe that this is all, all very, very upfront. And this is all very transparent. And of course, the FBI would never engage in anything in order to, let's say, rig an election, you know, like, like getting into social media and making sure that any questions that are legitimate questions about the election process are, are, are suppressed. And people like me are shadow banned into, uh, into relative dis- appearance in Twitter um, and in social media in general that (laughs) the size of audience I used to have is cut by 70% and the reach I used to have is cut by 95% and it's still happening and I'm small fish in this so the major test here is for Mitch McConnell, which he will fail, but the, the test will also be, well, McConnell's now in the minority, but it'll be for, um, well, McCarthy's not even speaker yet. He can't draw together the votes. So it's going to be for whoever ends up being boss of the Republicans. Maybe it's going to be Jim Jordan who's going to draw this together. Is anyone going to say, is anyone going to demand that Ray Epps come and appear in all these people? You think we can't find these people? They found this uh, suspect in the Idaho murders and did a fantastic job finding him. I I would think that they could find these guys, wouldn't you? There is, in our country, um, man, corporateville. I I was thinking about this the other day because sometimes I sound like a hippie. (laughs) You know, I talk about buy from small local stores, get to know the people with whom you shop. You know, start a garden, grow your own food. I, I'm starting to sound like a hippie. Beware the uh, the military-industrial complex. Starting to sound like a hippie. 
And then I thought about this. I didn't change. The world revolved around us. You know, all of a sudden, Dove, and I'll never forget the campaign because it was a beautiful campaign, Dove Soaps. They did this campaign that celebrated women of all sizes. But it didn't come out and say, hey, obesity is healthy. It didn't pretend men are women. It simply did a beautiful, beautiful job of saying you are lovable and you are valuable and that your size plays no role in that. Now, Dove Soaps, well, it's corporateville. And it's become so mobbed up. So you look at the list of people with whom we sponsor and we work with and partner. Allen Soaps is small and growing. It starts with the product. It always starts with the product. We have great stories for the people with whom we partner. AllenSoaps.com slash Todd is no exception. One of the greatest stories. When you buy soap from them, you get fantastic soap with three generations of soap making expertise behind it. Made in America, small batch, incredibly unique fragrances created largely from the mind of a young man who can't talk. Well, he can speak, but he can't form sentences. But his art is in the soap and in his diligence and in his work and his quality control and his creativity. And there's this, at some point, enough people will have subscribed to the Hermanator sub or just buy individual soaps as you like at allensoaps.com slash Todd. Use use my name, Todd. Get 10% off every Time you purchase there off of everything. AllenSoaps.com slash Todd. This year, what if we reach the point where they can hire another young person to work alongside Alan? Imagine that young man's joy when he is able to walk into the office and someone else so dramatically impacted by autism and someone else who perhaps doesn't walk like the general population is now working shoulder to shoulder with Alan. You can be part of that and you can also be working within purchasing from the parallel economy it's allensoaps.com slash todd allensoaps.com slash todd uh they let's compare this to a school teacher no pardon me a school board member in ording washington let's just compare uh school board member in ording washington takes his kid to jan 6 for an historic event to watch the president of the united states contend that the election has been rigged and to give a speech, and to ask people to protest peacefully. Remember the police, the president said, are not our enemy, the police are on our side, don't hassle the cops. Remember Alex Jones? I have my differences with Alex, everybody knows that. But to Alex Jones saying, don't go to the Capitol, come across, don't go there, we do not want to get into a tussle with the police. Remember all that. And the school board member from Ording takes his kid there. He... um does not go into the Capitol at all. And a year later, the well, not quite, but about uh, nine months later, uh, the FBI is wanting him, chasing him down. He finds out about it. He calls the office in Olympia, Washington, and says, hey, it's me. You're looking for me, and why don't I just drive down, and I'll just walk in. You can ask me whatever you want. No, they chose not to do that. They chose to come to his house so that everybody could see the FBI at his house and to bring armored personnel carriers as if he's dangerous. And when he said, hello, uh, I thought I'd just swing by. Nope, nope, nope. We're coming in. Here's the warrant. He looks at the warrant and says, okay, you want to look at my gun safe? Hey, let me give you the combination. Go open it. Be my guest. They didn't want that. They wanted to destroy his gun safe. They didn't want the combination because the process is the punishment. Why were they looking at him? Because he was in the nation's capital. Period. Full stop. 
he went to a speech. On the other hand, tomorrow we need to go into the Capitol. Into the Capitol. What? No! Peacefully. Then, 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 then. Tomorrow? I don't even like to say it because I'll be arrested. Well, let's not say it. We need. We Let's need to safe. go. I'll say it. All right. We need to go in. Shut the fuck up, Boomer. To the Capitol. Based right. Fed posting. Right. <laughs> we need to go into the Capitol. I didn't see that coming. Okay. Monument Hill. We are going to the Capitol. Where our problems are. It's that direction. Please spread the word. All right. No, Dave. But one more thing. Yes. Yeah, so we go up there. No? When we go in, are we going to get arrested leave if we go up there? Yeah. We don't need to get shot. He's saying leave uh, their, their sticks. So at that point, Ray Epps appears to be in the crowd helping to ram police officers. In that moment, as you hear USA, 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 he appears to be helping to ram police officers with this this thing that they were using as a battering ram. He is not indicted. He is not arrested. The Democrats defend him. The Democrats refuse to um, say anything bad about him. And you have the media still pretending it's a conspiracy theory that Ray Epps was involved in any of this. You have Jamie Raskin who, of course, is a career election denier. Incidentally, Raskin has cancer, and we can do two things at once. I can, I can pray that the Lord will use this opportunity to draw Raskin to himself. And would it be to God's glory if Jamie was healed and grew to understand that God can do that and, and to recognize the evil being done through him? We can do that. We can also listen to Raskin, just deny all of this. Mr. Epps was in front of the January 6th committee, and we were told that a transcript of his interview would be released, but it's never been released. And I wondered, was he sworn None in? of the transcripts have been released, so you don't need a conspiracy theory about that. We haven't well, released any of them. Were you present when he was interviewed? That would give me... No, some. I was not. I was not. We've done more than a thousand interviews. You guys are trying to make this poor schmuck who showed up to your protest into something a lot bigger than he is. Okay, he's just trying to survive, and he's on your side. You don't have many voters left. You might want to try to hang on to them without demonizing and vilifying your own people. That's the Donald Trump way. Sell everybody else down the road. Unless you're going to get a pardon. Some people are still hanging around waiting for their pardon. But most people have opened their eyes about what he's done to our country. What he's done to his family. Have you guys ever read the book by Mary Trump? about the way that Donald Trump has absolutely destroyed their family, wrecked her father's life. They do it to family. They do it to friends. They do it to their own associates and employees. And now you guys are doing it to this poor Ray Epps. Leave that guy alone, whoever he is. I yield back to Ms. Garcia. Whoever he is, he is a guy who says, uh, paraphrasing, but it's pretty close to exactly what he said. I was up front. I orchestrated it. And the exact quotes at the ToddHermanShow.com. Go to the Substack. You can read it yourself. I also orchestrated it. That's, that's who he was. That's who he is. And Jamie Raskin is not in any way confused about who Ray Epps is, whoever he is. He was talking to his nephew. His nephew's 29 years old. I was in the front with a few others, I also orchestrated it. So what did he orchestrate? 
Well, they're pretending that he was confused that that, that he orchestrated anything but um, any, anything any bad acts. Do you know how many people are still being chased down for trespassing? Julie Kelly points out that a year later, the FBI is no uh, two years later. Pardon me, nearly two years later, the FBI is still arresting people for trespassing on the lawn. And the the GOP, the stalwarts for government accountability, just handed the FBI a half a billion dollar raise and gave the so-called Department of Justice $212 million to prosecute just to prosecute Trump supporters. And that's Jamie Raskin. Leave this poor guy alone. He's on your side. Oh, and and I I know, and I I could do the same thing. We could go right back to Raskin and go, oh, we're going to do that thing where we talk about some family members saying um, that the political figure ruined their lives. Okay, Um, can we can can we get into this? Could we have Ashley Ashley Biden come in? And Ashley Biden could talk about when she said, "My father used to take showers with me." I'm not sure that was appropriate. We could have her come in, and in what way was that not appropriate? in the diary that she left behind. And we can talk about, hey, isn't it weird that both Biden kids, Hunter and Ashley, tend to leave behind confessions? Hunter's done it twice with two devices. Ashley did it with a diary. And don't tell me that you can't look at that as some subconscious desire to be heard and to have someone recognize what was done to them. But you hear Raskin's anger at this. So to the revolver piece, the, um, the fact is Epps admits the very thing, he admits pushing people to do the very thing for which most of them were arrested, but to the breach team. Here's the way revolver lays this out, and we'll get into the pieces here. You had Epps telling people, prepping the environment. We need to go inside the Capitol. You had him doing that time after time as you heard the montage. But he wasn't alone in this. There were some other actors. There was a guy who, at a certain point, he was waiting. Revolver has video of him just sitting there waiting until he appears to get a signal. And at that point, he jumps down from where he was sitting. He was overlooking the Capitol, looked very relaxed. He jumped down, and then he went about dismantling the fencing. The Capitol Hill police and the groundskeepers there had put up these barriers, these these plastic fencing barriers, and it said, not allowed, do not enter. And they'd created the security buffer for that, that moment. As we know, Mitch McConnell didn't want extra security. Mitch McConnell had no interest in having any actual security, as Julie Kelly shared with us on this program. Why did Mitch McConnell, Sergeant at Arms, and Nancy Pelosi's Sergeant at Arms, refuse request by the Capitol Police Chief days before for extra security? So they said no to extra security. And at that moment, at a specific time, you can watch as this guy appears to get this a signal coming, by the way, from Ray Epps' direction jumps down, and he gets to work. 
and he goes around and he dismantles, not dismantles, but he just cuts off this plastic fencing and he rolls it up. And he starts to take down the signs that say, do not enter. But they did that in a very precise area. At a very precise time, it was as the crowd was beginning to leave. All this happened 20 minutes before President Trump stopped speaking. When they started these actions, the the signs said area closed. And this man went about cutting those signs down and cutting down the fencing. You know, in an era of universal deceit, telling the truth is an act of revolutionary bravery. And my friend Zach Abraham, the chief investment officer, Bullock Capital Management, is not just a financial professional. He's also a truth teller. And he does that at knowyourriskradio.com. I encourage you to listen to his radio show, by the way. It's, it's excellent. I got the opportunity to <laughs> provide a little bit of coaching for Zach many, many years ago. When he was getting into this business, and I'm just thrilled to have him on the on, on the uh, the podcast every Friday, he joins us. He wasn't here with us last week; he's on vacation. But he's a guy who will tell you about the financial system the way Peter McCullough tells you about the medical system, and the way Dr. Ryan Cole tells you about the COVID response, uh, and the way I'd like to think that uh, that our show informed people and warned people. Remember when we were saying, "Don't get injected." Remember when we said the lockdowns won't work? Remember when we said nothing about this is medical? Remember when we said, oh, yeah, you you are going to have a tracker put in your car? Well, it happens that Zach has been saying, you are going to see hyperinflation. You are watching mobbed-up entities give each other illegal loans. You did watch the Federal Reserve, probably the Secretary, the Treasury, quite illegally take your money and give it to big corporate entities, $360 billion, they did that twice. It is expressly illegal for them to do that, but Zach tells you about it. So here's my question for you. If your current financial institution, where you've got your retirement monies stored, your life's energy stored, if they're not talking about this with you, why? Because maybe they don't know how to handle it? Maybe they don't want you to know the reality. Uh, For me, I put my money with a guy who is not afraid to speak about the reality of our financial system and whose fund has performed so very, very well. Why? Because there's one organizing principle about how he invests our money and how he stewards it. Risk management. Call Bork Capital Management at 866-779-RISK. That's 866-779-RISK or go to knowyourriskradio.com. Investment advice cannot be given under the client service agreement. Bulwark Capital Management is an investment advisor representative. Check Financial LLC and SEC registered investment advisor. So Ray Epps text message um, and saying, I was right up front and I also orchestrated it. That seems to me to be eye-opening evidence, right, Jimmy Acosta? In a 248-page filing, lawyers for the committee highlighted the testimony of a White House aide in Meadows' office who said the following, and put this up on screen, quote, I know that there were concerns brought forward to Mr. Meadows. I know that people had brought information forward to him that had indicated that there could be violence on the 6th. But again, I'm not sure if he, what he did with that information internally. Joining me now is CNN reporter Marshall Cohen. 
Uh, Marshall, uh, this this is some pretty um, eye-opening testimony. Is it eye-opening evidence that Ray Epps, when he thought he was uh, not going to be found out, said to his 29-year-old old nephew, I also orchestrated it? Uh, and we'll get to the breach team. But we were talking about the opening of the fence. So, again, you go to the ToddHermanShow.com. You sign up for a sub stack. You can look at all this stuff yourself. And you can see that this this young this this man who is 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 uh, probably identifies as black. That's the way I'll say it. You know, appears to be African American. He is taking down the fencing, rolling it up, hiding the signs that says um, you know do not enter. And he does this in a very specific place. There are two ways to get from where the president was speaking. Well, there's side roads and, and complicated ways, but two main ways to go from where the president spoke uh, on the mall uh, to the uh, to, to the Capitol. You would take either Pennsylvania or Constitution, and then those roads come together in a Y. Okay, so one, you know, one meets the other in a Y, then they both go to the Capitol. And this breach team, that guy who began rolling up the fence, he was right there where every single human who was going to the Capitol would have walked because the police wanted to contain the crowd to very specific areas. So eat more easily controlled, but they would all go through this bottleneck point. They would then all come to this point where there had been fences and the fences were there to have people not enter that area. Area closed. And then I'm certain it says something there by order of the federal government and the Capitol Police. Area closed. But they were gone. When most people hit that spot, they were gone. It was about 12.31 p.m., 17 minutes before the large group of about 220 people, including the Proud Boys, arrived at the Peace Monument from their lunch break. Reminder, the guy who was running the Proud Boys was an informant for the FBI. So let's walk this back. You have Ray Epps prepping the environment. We're going to enter the Capitol. That's where our problems are. You have this, it appears that a signal goes off, and this guy who'd been lounging on a wall uh, in front of the Capitol, where all the signs said area closed, area closed, it was all fenced off, he appears to get this single, uh, the signal at about 12.31 p.m. And he jumps down and he begins to roll up the fencing and to knock down the signs that say area closed at that very specific area where everybody who was headed to the Capitol would naturally walk because it would be the shortest distance. And if you ever go to D.C., at any regular time, you could walk through with your heart's content through that area. You can have lunch there. You can play Frisbee there. And the Proud Boys were on the way, 200 people leading others. And I think his name is Enrique Gutierrez. He was a federal informant. He was in contact with the FBI as all of this was going down. His group is the first to arrive as these fences have been pulled down. The Proud Boys, as they march, are coming up where Epps is waiting as if he knows they're coming. He knows, it seems, that they're on the way. 
when the Proud Boys arrive at 1248, guess who's waiting for them? It's, it's Ray Epps. It's probably all the people who aren't in the rally right now that were across the street in front of the, monument, uh, in front of the Washington Monument making their way over. It is fast-forwarding. You can see the people walking to the point. Keep on the Proud Boys. Proud Boys are still just hanging out in the street over there. Fast-forwarding, 220 persons, Proud Boy group. He comes up to them. And who do we see? We're going to find Ray X. There are five officers. They're going to be knocked over during the breach. They're standing together. I think, I think that's the group leader. Uh, and as the camera pans around, you can see again the feds are embedded there. The cops are embedded. And who do we see standing there? Ray Epps standing at the center right where the Proud Boys would have gone. And if you look at where they're marching from, others look ahead. Epps is not looking ahead. Everyone else is facing the Capitol, basically. Epps is looking behind him from the direction from which the Proud Boys would approach as if he's waiting for them. And he knows they're coming. And they're coming to that area where the fencing has been torn down. And you can really see people, and this is pointed out in this you great really video. You can really see crowds coming down the street from the mall. And the barriers had been torn down. And so they approach an area that if you were not aware that the barriers had been there, you wouldn't know that you're prohibited to walk onto that area. But that's not all. That's not all. There is a psychology to this, and it's an advanced, it's, it's, someone has an advanced understanding of crowd psychology, and they played to that. You have the, you have the environment prepper, you have the path maker, you have the path of least resistance, the shortest distance to a place is a straight line, you've got a lead group that leads the others, that group is headed by a federal informant who lied about being a Proud Boys member. He was a Proud Boys member, but he was an informant. He's on text as this is going on. Now, at any time, at any time, they could have just said, you know what, call security in here, which is, he could have said as an informant, hey, 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 someone tore down the barriers. He could have been on text going, you guys, this is bad. Someone's torn down the barriers. People are walking where they're not supposed to walk. We need help. He could have done that. There were five cops standing there. They could have, at the point that the barriers were pulled down, those cops could have pulled out their badges and said, hey, hey, what are you doing? You don't get to cut those barriers down. You're under arrest. You're you're vandalizing federal property. They could have popped them then. There were cops everywhere. There were feds everywhere. But this was all allowed to go on. And you have Ray Epps. I was up front. I also orchestrated it. That's a confession in my mind. Is it a confession in your mind? He's unindicted. He's unarrested. So is the guy who tore down the bears. They don't care. They're not trying to find him. They're trying to find grandmas. They're trying to find school board members who did nothing. Well, and they're finding them and destroying their homes, or at least their gun safes in their homes. When they could have just opened it up with the combination they were given. But there's more to this because the guy in the scaffolding, he is Mr. Crowd Psychology. And want to know what's really interesting is as Mr. Crowd Psychology is getting really getting people wound up, 
And he just continues to say the same thing over and over and over again. And he amps it up and starts to say, we need to help our patriots. They need your help up front. Move forward. Move forward. Guess who ends up standing right underneath that tower? Ray Epps, who is right up front and also orchestrated it. And he is of no interest to Mitchell McConnell. And Jamie Raskin says he's just a poor dude. And the New York Times has recently written another piece saying that Ray Epps' life has been destroyed because there's a vast right-wing conspiracy about him thinking that he was some way involved in Jan 6, just, just, just as somehow involved, which he wasn't. Clearly an innocent man. Steve Bannon had a discussion about more things found in the text messages about security. You'll hear that, and I'll talk about the guy standing in the tower. Move forward, move forward, move forward, and what he was doing and the timing of all that and the crowd psychology around that as we continue to explore why is Ray Epps not being arrested? And this sure looks like a breach team, and why are we being told that it doesn't matter if we don't need to track any of these people down? So this guy is not under arrest. Tomorrow, we need to go into the Capitol. Into the Capitol. What? But uh, they went after Mike, Mike, Mike uh, Lindell's cell phones. <laughs> that guy's not under arrest. They went, but they went after the cell phones of, of Mike Lindell when he was in line to buy lunch. So who's the dangerous guy? The guy who said go inside the Capitol or the guy who put together um, some, some workshops and seminars about his concerns about election fraud? He's the dangerous one. He's the one that the, the Mockingbird media will say is a dangerous, dangerous right-wing extremist. So why? Well, obviously, he tells some uncomfortable truths. And obviously, he's developed enough money. And I bet it's been tough for him of late. But he's developed enough money that he can, he can, he can afford some things. Such as a fight. So, again, parallel economy. I don't know the names of companies that make pillows or towels. I only know one, and that's, that's my pillow. And what I know about the Giza Dream Sheets is not just, it's not just pillows and towels, but it's, it's bed sheets. The Giza Dream Sheets are on my bed. They're the softest sheets I've ever had. I've learned now that there's a reason for that. By the way, the, the breathability is apparently called, uh, no, the, the fact that they stay cool is called breathability. And then I've learned some new phrases by the, the copy from, from my pillow. I've learned that this cotton, the reason these are so soft is they handpick this cotton from a very small area of the Mediterranean, and it is ultra soft. And then they use a weaving technique that's called sateen. And that's why they're so soft and durable. How durable? Well, there's a 60-day money-back guarantee. There's also a 10-year warranty on these sheets. And you get them at the, in fact, Lindell should probably be arrested for this. I mean, this price point, $29.98. Twenty nine ninety eight for the Giza Dream Sheets. They start that low. You go to MyPillow.com and use promo code Todd. 
You get huge discounts on all my pillow bedding products, including the blankets, pillows, and comforters. Get the Giza, Giza Dream Sheets for as low as twenty nine ninety eight while supplies last. Go stock up at MyPillow.com. Use promo code Todd for the New Year's special. MyPillow.com, promo code Todd. And remember, man, you're buying from a... Buying bed sheets for a domestic terrace. Look at you being edgy. You know, they try to make a lot of stuff stick about J6. This is a CBS focus group. Biggest concerns about raising children in America right now. John? The whole woke culture affecting our children. Wrong focus group, but good point. The whole woke culture raising our children. Yeah, wrong bit of audio. Right bit of audio. Mastriano was at the insurrection and he was photographed breaching one of the restricted areas. Is that okay? Which area? Because I saw a video where Capitol officers yes. were taking away barriers and unlocking Opening doors. doors. So, yeah. oh, that's I mean, I, they opened the gates. So and it shouldn't be disqualifying for an elected official no, no. No. if they no, participated in January 6th. He didn't, he didn't strike anybody. He didn't hurt anybody. Yeah, and the only one that died was a protester. That was an MSNBC. Do you remember that panel that this lady just got utterly schooled? People know. And let us be of good cheer the fact that people know, even though the podcaster hit the wrong button, people know. Uh, Steve Bannon had a discussion about the lack of security. This is from his program on the War Room. More text messages. It ain't a scoop till you treat it like a scoop. You've gotten into this report, and we're going to do more of it at the beginning of next week. But tee up what your analysis of this report that came out on J6. Uh, it's, it's got some pretty shocking things about Nancy Pelosi, sir. Yeah, I think this has flown under the radar. I think it's one of the most explosive stories of 2022. Basically, while the January 6th clown committee was hogging all the airwaves, Republicans, including Jim Jordan, uh, Troy Nels and others, were actually conducting a investigation in the background about the January 6th security precautions. And what they found and proved what we all suspected was that Pelosi staffers were purposely lowering security measures via text message and email with the U.S. Capitol Police Board to make it uh, look like the Capitol was secure, but it obviously ended up not being secure. It is massively explosive. Now, this does not take away any of the you know blame from some people that got violent and whatever, but Pelosi was in charge of security. She absolutely failed, and she got caught red-handed. Hang on. Uh, D.C. Drain is going to join us on the other side. Colonel Mills is going to be here. That is a Steve Mann in the war room talking to Rogan O'Hanley. And that point about the purposeful, the purposeful discounting of security, that needs to be first and forefront in this investigation. Because if you go back through this, Epps is not arrested. He's not indicted. The guy who rolled up the security fences, the FBI has no interest in finding him. And now we get the scaffolding man. So scaffolding man is has a key job and he is high, high up in these towers. And at any time, the cops could have gone up there and said, get down. Anytime they wanted to do that, they, they could have said, you are inciting people to enter the Capitol. And that's what he was doing. And he did it all day long. And at one point, another guy got a hold of his bullhorn, but he started to give a political speech. And he started to talk sense. Now, see, what he was doing 
uh, in talking sense that disturbed this guy in the scaffolding. Because he his job was simply to get people to continue to march forward. You heard the audio earlier. Just keep marching. Keep going. Keep moving forward. Keep moving forward. So he's at the perfect place to observe the entire crowd, all the movements, and to issue signals. Epps heads that direction. And at a certain point, a, a guy gets gets up, and he gets a hold of the bullhorn, and he starts to give a speech. And the speech makes sense. But as Revolver calls this guy scaffold commander, he's, he's one of the top criminal suspects of the entire Capitol Watch. He isn't on their list. No charges have been filed. No date has been sentenced. In fact, according to uh, Revolver, this guy's never been even acknowledged to exist. Okay, we're in. We're in. Come on. We got to fill up the Capitol. Come on. crowd psychology is this people have been marching they're going forward they're in they don't know that the law has been broken they don't know that they're going to be arrested for this and he keeps urging them and urging them to move forward we need help See, and people are caught up in this and people who understand crowd psychology, people got caught up in this. And now might is right. You're on the side of right and you're going in. He seized the mic back from a guy who started to make a speech, a political speech, and he said that there's something all they need to know. They seek to ruin our lives for disagreeing with them. Indeed, as has happened with our justice He's reading a speech. No longer do they seek the truth, but only to win by any means necessary. Now, when we look at the organization and the people who run them and become brother of See, he doesn't want the logic. He doesn't want people getting into logic brain. Because scaffolding commander, scaffold dude, tower guy has them in lizard brain. He has them in limbic brain. They've been saying it for an hour. Move forward, move forward, move forward. We need your help. We're in. It's a celebration. We're in. We're going to fill up the Capitol. And it all begins with Ray Epps prepping the environment. And he's not indicted and he's not arrested. Scaffolding man they're not looking for. The guy who rolls up the fence they're not looking for. The head of the Proud Boys was an FBI informant and they're not particularly interested in finding him because they've got him. Because he's an informant. So for anyone who still wants to pretend, and, and God love you if you want to pretend, and it makes you feel good to pretend that this was not an orchestrated event that this was just a bunch of people who got out of hand or that it was orchestrated by Trump supporters who are now all in jail. No, it was orchestrated by a team. As you watch these videos and you watch the timing, you begin to understand how precisely this team worked together and how much knowledge they have of how to manipulate crowds. And remember this about what Julie Kelly told us uh, when she came on our program. When you have the FBI, 
Great point. And speaking of the FBI. We also know, Todd, and this just came out in Newsweek, surprisingly, a bombshell report. Contrary to what the FBI and DOJ and other agencies told us, um, the acting attorney general, Jeffrey Rosen, assembled hundreds of elite FBI forces at Quantico the weekend before January 6th. Those agents were deployed to the Capitol early in the day on January 6th, not later, as Jeffrey Rosen has testified. What were, uh, what was the hostage rescue team doing? SWAT teams doing? What were these elite teams with hundreds of agents and officers doing in Quantico the weekend before January 6th? We have no explanation about why they were there, what they were doing. Maybe we have a theory. Maybe we have a theory of what they were doing. See, those are advanced tactics and timing, and it all looks very rehearsed. It seems like someone may have taken, let's say, a, a map of the Capitol and in concert with the police said, where is the bottleneck point? If we wanted people to breach the Capitol and not know it, where would that happen? Where would we open doors? What would look like we're trying to defend it when in fact we're not? Who could at a certain moment simply erase the barriers? That's what we saw. That's what we saw. I can't uh, wrap up today without something that's on my heart. And thus ends for this point, this discussion about Jan 6, but there's something in my heart. I did a video earlier this week. Um, I did it. I recorded the video on Sunday night and I posted it Sunday night. So you may have seen this. I lost a friend. My friend Dory Monson was um, the most dominant uh, market dominant, dominant radio host in Seattle history. Uh, he was the, the, the watchdog of government waste, fraud, and abuse. And he died at the age of 61. And there's a whole bunch of people asking if he was injected. He was. Did that kill him? I don't know. I understand that he had a cardiac event, a massive cardiac event. That would certainly map to um, problems from the injections. Uh, I trust that his family will decide what to do in that regard. I I would also tell you this, because I want to be complete. uh, I've known for some time that Dory's had some very significant health problems. And he'd ask that we not mention that while he was alive. But they were significant. And he was doing what he could to take care of those. Um, You are measured in many ways. The Lord Jesus said, um, even the Son of Man has come to serve and not be served. And the fact is that my friend Dory was a believer in the Lord Jesus. He prayed to the Lord Jesus. And towards the latter part of his career, he began to speak God's word into his, into his radio show. And it was an immensely popular radio show. He began to witness to people about the changing power of coming to the Lord. But Dory was measured by me, uh, I measured him in another way. He met me as a nobody fill-in host, some middle-aged dude sitting at a borrowed desk doing show prep 
And he, a market-dominant radio host, made the decision to come over and offer me his hand. Hey, sorry I didn't get a chance to introduce myself. I'm Dory Motson. And I said, of course, Dory, I know who you are. I've listened to you for years. Such a thrill to meet you. And uh, he said, if I can do anything to help, uh, just let me know. And I said, yeah, just one thing. Do you have something? Absolutely. Dory, what's the secret to this business? He goes, well, if you look at me, I'm kind of short, funny looking, and I have a weird voice and a girl's name. Dory's a girl's name. I'm not the smartest guy, but no one, no one will ever out hustle me. When I'm seeking a story and there's breaking news, no one will beat me to it. No one will out-hustle me. No one will ever outwork me. I took that to heart. He didn't need to offer that hand. He didn't need to give me credit for stories I broke. He didn't need to have me on his show. But he did. And he dearly loved his wife and his kids his daughters, but he always asked about my family. And when things were tough, he prayed for us with his prayer group. He asked me, may I tell the men in my prayer group about what you're going through and ask them to pray for you? And I believe that prayer helped rescue our family. So we know this, that the, 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 the Dory's gone home to the Lord. And we also know this, that Luke chapter 8, verse 17 says, For nothing is hidden that will not be made manifest, nor is anything secret that will not be made known and come to light. I don't think there's anything in Dory's life that he didn't take to the Lord in confession. Because none of us are perfect. The people hiding Jan 6th, it will come out. You will stand before the white, jo- white throne of judgment. Proverbs chapter 6, verses 16 through 19. There are six things the Lord hates. Seven, they're an abomination to him. Haughty eyes, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood. A heart that devises wicked plans. Feet that make haste to run to evil. A false witness who breathes out lies. And those who sort discord are among brothers. I consider it a badge of honor on Dory's chest that upon his death... The Seattle Times published lies about him. They pretended that Dory belittled people who considered themselves trans. He didn't. He belittled an insane law. That's what he belittled. He treated everybody with respect. And I think that Dory, now in eternity with the Lord Jesus... May have gotten one last laugh as he looked and said, wow, I caused that many problems for the Seattle Times that on my way out, they had to try to kick me. And guess what? Seattle Times, you could never touch him. He was a giant of a man, but he never acted that way. I miss you, brother. This is the Todd Herman Show. Please go be well, be strong, be kind, and remember, nothing is hidden that will not be made manifest. Their day will come.